Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Chakra Way Meditation Podcast, another chakra chat for you today. So um, this chakra chat I had a little while ago um, with my lovely colleague, Charlotte Kanye, and um, she messaged me the day before and she goes, I feel like I need to jump on another chat with you. Should we just talk about having another podcast? Let's jump on a Zoom tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, great, no problem. So we jumped on and we were like, why not? Why don't we just, because we'll have a chat and then we'll have wanted, wish that we'd recorded it. So let's just start a chat and do it. So we really um, seized the day today and this was a very last minute chat. We had no plans. I just wanted to know what was going on with her work and what she was doing. And I think what's come out of it is actually a really useful conversation about how we get ourselves motivated, how we follow our dreams, how we get all the stuff that we've always wanted to do done, how we sort of bypass the day-to-day stuff that keeps holding us back. You know, another day goes by when we don't get done the things that really matter to us. We, we live in our survival mode rather than our creative mode. So it's like moving from that root chakra survival mode into the creative sacral mode. And how do we give ourselves permission to do that? Because this is something that we do. We need to give ourselves permission to get this done. Um, so I hope that in some way it's helpful and useful and all the links as usual are in the show notes. So here we go. Enjoy. So, so Charlotte, we, we met last, last time we met, we talked about inner baby and birth trauma, which was really interesting. And for me, it touched a big nerve, you know, it was a big thing for uh, I found that really enlightening. Um, 
And so the other the other what's the what are the other things that you have in your arsenal? I know that because I met you through Claire Jackson, who is a non-personal mm-hmm. awareness MPA practitioner, um, that you do MPA as well. Is that fair to say how do you use your mpa yeah i do use mpa which is as you said the non-personal technique and it's absolutely fabulous um because it doesn't need you to be in a certain place like feeling place or a thinking place so it can meet you where you are which means that wherever you are whatever's going on you can potentially choose mpa as a tool Mm. and then it changes your relationship to what's going on changes where you are it can work what seems like miracles but it can really just that little shift by little shift or sometimes a big shift to really support you with what you want to do or and that might be letting something out in order to make that space or it might be just bringing something in that you've been keeping out it's it all sounds a bit like what does all that mean but (laughs) um but it's like aligning you to what wants to happen, aligning you to the things you really care about that really matter to you. It's, it's kind of an alignment tool, if you like, in that way. But it's 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 so simple, it's difficult to explain and maybe different from others. It's, it's, and it can be used in so many beautiful ways, like conflict resolution, for example, is one of the beautiful ways. So when I use it, I often use it in ways... Um, Sometimes, especially when you're working with, for example, well, any parts, but often when I'm working with people with young babies and that baby will have had a conflict, for example, whereby they really, really have just been born and it's been challenging and they really want their, to be with their mother, but they've been separated. That was one yeah. of the things we thought. Yeah, about we talked about that. Happens, yeah. That can be really painful for that baby. And it can put them into a kind of conflict place where they want and don't want. Because, it, you know, like that push-pull place mm, inside mm. where you really want the person that's, you know, the person that you've been separated from. But they also can be really scared and retreated into themselves. They don't want to be touched because, if you know, if you've had a trauma. So you can have this push-pull impact that's happening and the energies of but I really want that comfort again I want that touch I want that but I don't want anything in case it's really scary again or if you bring it into adult life I think I talked I can't remember if I talked last time about wanting to have people in a in a paid experience for business and then being scared people wouldn't come yeah. you kind of have this conflict within where you really want those people to come you're gonna be successful in my business I'm going to have this group I'm going to really help people like I really want that support and helps because it that's kind of the motivation that I'm living myself where I want people to be supported and helped I want them to have do what really matters to them and then I'm like what if no one comes and I'm worried about it and and then I'm like I was like at the time I was like that was uh, the imprint from the baby where no one came and it was so full of grief for me so painful that I never wanted to experience that again so at the same time there's this desperate longing for somebody to come for somebody to comfort you for someone to hold you Mm. but you don't want that because you might feel that grief again so you've got this push 
pull in, impact in where you feel in struggle and conflict and you know something's off and you're trying really hard to do this thing but a whole part of you's got the brakes on yeah but do you think that's I mean the way I know that your perspective is very much on the this birth mm. trauma but do you not think that 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 trauma of that um you know that can happen at any time in childhood yeah. I mean it can happen in um in adulthood as well yeah I, mm-hmm. to a certain degree you know I mean if you get burnt in a relationship you you know it's very hard to give your trust it's the same <clears throat> kind of thing like you want it but you don't want it mm-hmm. and I think that's something that we all you know that does happen in lots of different ways for sure um so I mean you're what you know I, I wanted to get you you know talk to you again because I feel like you know you've got a lot to offer and you've got a lot of of wisdom and you've got a lot of stuff but what what is it that you wanting to convey at the moment what is it that you're what what are your goals I suppose at the moment what's happening in um, world? one of the things that I'm really keen on both is, is like helping people to get the things done they want to do because the the time of the world at the moment is it's all gone a bit crazy in the last few years. People have started to really reassess their priorities in life mm-hmm. and really reassess what matters to them when they've had enforced time at home or off work or there's the crisis of the cost of living, particularly in the UK, but I think it's quite global. Um, so everyone across the whole world has been in this period of like the rug pulled out from under their feet. Yeah. It's a period of change and transition. And that can leave people feeling very disoriented. And at the same time, a stronger desire for like, hey, these things I've just had on the shelf, these things that matter to me, but I've just been getting on with my ordinary life in the rug. Actually, I really want to do that. What's going to happen tomorrow? We don't know. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, this time of turbulence is far from over. Uh, Far from over. Especially and our, all our normal rules and the normal of how things work we don't know anymore we're in this mm-hmm. oh my gosh and that is a kind of I call it kind of a caterpillar time in that transition time where everything's changing we don't know and that can terrify the life out of some people mm-hmm. for me in the birth perspective I think people who are who have had some trauma at birth which is a major transition will often find the change and transition in their life very unsettling Mm. when they don't know the rules anymore when they're not sure of the guidance anymore where things are changing because somewhere in their cells was that that traumatic memory of when that was a time and then that retreat from the world it can make it very difficult to get things done to be in the world if you've got a lingering bit of I'm not sure I even want to be here this is too hard you know when you first came in and so I'm quite focused on on that for myself as well like I'm kind of living that as I, I'm supporting others to do it and I can support others to do it and it's also you know there are things that I've put into for myself like um things that I'd had on the shelf or that I were hard for me to do where it would mean I'd have to negotiate time that was put maybe putting other people out like childcare, extra childcare time or putting these things on when actually I'm like focused on being a mother focused on making sure my children are okay my husband's okay that everything's here there's so much to do and then suddenly all the things have changed everywhere so this is something I've been living but it's something I'm I, I hear it and see it all the time with people's pain over their lost dreams mm. um, and pain over things that really matter that they then diminish 
often we diminish that a little bit because so like, I'll do it at some point or I'll, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. But there's so much to do in the ordinary every day. Yeah. Like you said, um, I pick up a point what you just said. I am quite focused on birth because it was right when we first came in and, and those imprints in that altered state can be so strong. We It's like a hidden link, like I said mm. last time. And just to one of the ways I see it is like we, we tend to focus in on our immediate life right now or immediate problems right now. And if we take a step back, it's often you can kind of see, oh, look, that struggle I have right now. I also had it when I was a teenager. I also had it as a child. You might not remember the birth. And I would say that goes even further back. So sometimes when I look at that and people tend to, well, let's go even further back to right get to the root cause. And I approach it differently which is part of the non-personal awareness approach which is where am I pulled to where am I drawn to it might be yesterday like you said it could be a trauma from the adult is the entry point to the pattern because ultimately it's what you want to get done now that's where you're at now it's really important well part of what you want to get done now might be feeling peace with giving birth 10 years ago mm. so that you can really be peaceful because if you have, for example, birth, birth trauma giving from giving birth, every time you look at your child, that's a trigger. Potentially, potentially. Every time you see them or every time you see a baby picture or the, the they can be anywhere. So that might be something you're drawn to now in the life. But it might be like, well, my life was quite OK, but I've really been always trying to do this one thing or I've never given myself permission to go on holiday by myself, learn an instrument or whatever it might yeah. be. I'm trying to pick up examples. of. Yeah, and I mean, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of, you know, we get, we get so caught up in the day-to-day -day life. And and it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, um, you know, as a yoga teacher, meditation teacher, I'm always kind of encouraging people to live in the present, you know, because the, the this eternal now, this now, this moment that we are in right now is all we have. You know, the past is just memory. And the future is un is unknown. So all we have is the now. And so that's and there's a certain amount of us that we focus in on what is in front of us now. You know what the news is saying today. You know what my bank balance is saying today. What the clients are saying today. Whatever you know that is. Um, but in fact, you you know we know we all know we have to take a bigger stance and we have to have that intention and that goal of to what it is we're moving towards and what we want to achieve and why we want to achieve it. So getting to that, I think that's a really um, great uh, sort of starting, well, not, st yeah, it's a great starting point in that like identifying your dreams and then working out what it is you want. And it's, it's all to do with that, you know, the basic, um, you know, our needs and desires, our survival down in the root, in the sacral chakras, you know, those earthly chakras of what we actually need bodily. But in order to inform those needs and desires, we need to draw down this sort of ethereal, you know, the more, um, you know, the, the crown chakra wisdom, the, the third eye intuition wisdom as well, and how to meld those together into actual positive action, into actually getting 
a productive day done. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I have a day where I sit down at my desk and bam, you know, just suddenly I've just like done two meditations, bam, 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 bam. Or I've done, you know, I've, or I've written a whole sequence of emails or whatever. And then other days I'll sit down and I'll be just like, you know, don't know what to do. Don't, you know, whatever I write doesn't feel right. Um, You know, so yeah. So what, what are your, what are your tools, I guess? How do we get to that stage where we are consistently productive and we're not tough on ourselves and we we get to that place where we get the things done that we want to get done? How do we get there? Yeah, I... Oh, so... <laughs> yeah, no, it's a big question because it's sometimes I'm great at that and sometimes I fall down at that as well. But I think it's... I think maybe accepting that. Alignment again, aligning with what matters to you and what you want and then keeping focus on that. So you will have off days. And sometimes an off day can be then, well, actually, this is, if you're still aligned with what's happening, you go, okay, well, it's not happening today. I'm going to do this other thing that really matters to me and come back to it. But it's the coming back to it that matters. It's the Mm. same if you fall off the wagon on anything, you come back. And we tend to beat ourselves up for the, oh, no, I didn't do anything yesterday. Somebody said to me, which I found really useful, is you tend to overestimate what you can do in a day, but underestimate what you can do in a month or a year. So it's, again, zooming out, take the over perspective. Well, yesterday was bad, but today's okay. And the week overall. And um, I have my one brick approach. (laughs) I call it one brick because it started um, when I was going to do the garden and I had a little patio to do in the back garden and my neighbours had had their driveway done and said, can I have bricks, the old bricks? And I had a little wall to do around the patio. Mm. And so these bricks needed the cement knocking off first before you could use them because they were pre-used. So they sat there for three or four months because the job was just too big. I really was just, there's no way I was going to be able, where am I going to find time to not spend on 300 bricks? (laughs) So then I was like, one brick a day, Charlotte. And I calculated it would take me like a year or something. Yeah. I was like, well, it's been three months and nothing's happened. (laughs) (laughs) I started one brick. Of course you do one brick. You're like, well, I'll just do another. Oh, well, I'll just say, you know, I, I would then, I would say one brick. Some days I did one brick, like literally one brick and that was all I could do because there's one brick would take me like a minute there's no way I could I could like just shot you cannot tell yourself you've not got a minute so I made a commitment so I think commitment and focus two Mm. really important things I made a commitment to myself to one brick it was a doable commitment and I knew it wasn't enough to get the goal but it was a start and it was the getting started that I have the biggest trouble with personally other Mm. people it might be a different area but and and you well, know, like, I think that's a lot. I think a lot of people have that. I'm I'm the same. You know, it's just making that start. You know, it's like looking at my filing pile, which is yay high, and going, you know, it's it's not that hard, but it's just the getting started. Once you get started, it's like okay, I've done it. Then it's the getting started. So I I in a month I'd done all those bricks. So then I started doing the wall. Well, in two or three months, I had the whole wall done. And um and and whereas I've had two or three months of doing nothing. So now I kind of joke with my friends who know about the story or myself, one brick it, one brick it. So I've done it with everything, like learning piano, that's like, well, just one minute then, or just do one thing that you can just do one scale thing or just do something. So it's I, I've chosen the thing that really matters. I've made a commitment to myself that I am gonna do that, that it's important to me. And then I one brick it, like to make it doable and then then it's just keep bringing myself back 
keep bringing myself back to that, reminding myself. And the bit where that interacts with my work is you have to matter to, you have to feel that you're worth that kind of level of attention and commitment to do that for yourself for even if it's within a system of your family or a greater number of people are involved and so when I'm doing work with with clients I'm peeling back anything that will prevent them from making that kind of commitment to themselves and having the desire and passion to do that for themselves for their life or you know it might be a bigger picture including their family but it's it's that they matter enough to really put that kind of level of effort and energy into their life this is one of the things with um obviously i see the the far end of traumatized babies as well as ones that maybe had an average birth um and those people often struggle to really feel that they're here feel that anything they have anyone would be interested in or have any value in or constantly come up against blocks when they reach a certain level or are very scared to be out in the world which is to do with how they were received when they came here often for the people that come to me like you said it may be childhood or giving birth like you may have gone along okay and then just reached something in your life where it's like an invitation to step up to the next level, if you like, and then there can be a support in that transition. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that one bricket thing is that way of approaching is a is such a um, that's a really great analogy and a really useful way of looking at it. Like just be, spending five minutes doing something because we've all got one minute, five minutes. We've all got that amount of time, and that's. That's exactly how I've grown, you know, the podcast and um, the Chakra Way course and, you know, everything that I'm doing there is, is, you know, I've been plugging away at it for a good few couple of years now. And I just keep saying, you know, just taking, keep one step, just as long as I just do something, just one little thing every day, it'll continue to grow. And I hadn't really thought about it in that sense. I was just like, but I was really motivated to do it. So because I was very passionate about it. And I think that there's a lot of things um, that we do in our lives that we don't feel passionately about, that we feel like we have to do, you know, like, like your bricks. I mean, no one's feeling passionate about knocking cement off bricks, but it's just got to be done. So there's a sort of separation there, isn't there, between the things that we, that we feel really strongly about, that we really care about, which it's easy to devote time to, you know, we will steal that that time to go and do something about it from, mm-hmm. you know, the necessary, you know, doing the washing up or doing the, you know, the mundane things of life. But it's doing, but it's getting the mundane bits of life that underpin everything else that maybe, maybe those are the things that we also need to one bracket with, you know, getting yeah. the things done. I do it with cleaning the bathroom, which is a job I really don't want to do. I'm like, I chunked it down into, okay, you can clean the windowsill. You know, you can do that today. But as soon as I start to do the windowsill, I find time to do a bit more. So I I usually have it at least in half. The bath in the shower is one half. The toilet and the sink is another half. Like I can't 
it's rare that I can actually do the whole bathroom in one go. And and so, you know, sometimes it's just the sink or it's just like so I do it in other areas on things that are ongoing that, you know, boring and and until I, I hire a cleaner and then they'll be doing it hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like they have permission to outsource certain things. Yes. Um yeah, and it's like the one brick is a fabulously useful. And you pointed at something else with the consistency. In fact, you pointed at everything I just said with your example because you were passionate, you were drawn to doing the chakra chat and the meditation and the things that you do. So you followed that when you were consistent, you were committed, you are focused. But I'm sure there's been times when you like didn't want to or you didn't do certain things. But if you look back now over like the year, two years, and you see all those episodes you've got, a lot of people start podcasts and do five episodes. And then they get voted something great and then they fall off it. But you've consistently created these really useful little meditations for people and longer chats. And it's been really, it's really fabulous. And you've kept doing it. And, um, and it's easy to do it when you're interested and you love it. Yeah. So, and I'm going to go back to what you talking about before is like that, that those things that have been sitting on your shelf for a while. Now, you know, I'm I'm lucky, very lucky that I had space in my life. I mean, lockdown and everyone had a bit, but you know, I I this sort of opportunity unfolded. It was something that I could do. I could expand it into my life. I didn't have to fit it in around a full time job. I didn't have to fit it in around looking after two young children or whatever. You know, my kids have gone. I don't have a full time job. You know, it it. I you know the the other thing that I used to do which was catering that had fallen flat on its face obviously because COVID um and and I you know and I walked into this my passion very easily but I'm the exception you know most people who have a passion you know they probably have kids or commitments or they have like most people do a, a job that they've got to go to nine to five or whatever so when you want to step out of that mundane thing that you feel is holding you back, that kind of, you know, like you say, the, your example of like having to return Amazon parcels, which is something we have to do. Yeah. And, you know, you like a whole day is just gone because you had to stand in the queue at the post office for, you know, 45 <laughs> minutes. And it's just like ripped the heart out of your day. But, you know, a job, a full-time job is a full-time commitment. And so if it's not your passion, how do we go about, you know, finding that? I mean, I suppose the answers are, are fairly clear, but how do you go about, how do you advise people who are who are wanting to move, make a big shift? Mm-hmm. I guess it's laying the groundwork, yeah, isn't it? So, yeah, there is part of that. So I, I do fall into that category as I have three children and the youngest has only just gone into full-time school. So I'm upping a gear now. I had to be patient with myself as well and to know myself of what I can do, not compare with other people who there are some people who can manage that level of things. Perhaps they have different help or they may have partners with different hours than mine who works quite long hours. And you know, there's other people who don't have that level of support. So I think a kind of life audit if you like is a good place to start Mm. to really see well this place I'm doing now for this reason and it's serving this purpose but it's not forever this is what I'd really like to do over here and um, I know I can't just implement it all yet which bits can I or which bits are taking me towards that and which bits are taking me further away it's like Mm. a kind of audit thing and then there is an element of patience and organizational sort of patience there 
And when I, so I had to do this. And one of the things that I worked on was as I got more children and more children was um, I, I started to get burnt out and I started to get very stressed. And what had happened was prior to that with no children, I had been subtly putting myself last without realizing because I would choose to go traveling or choose to do sort of privileged activities, lots of space and time and no responsibility, work here, work there, doing things, following things that I love. But as I became a mother and took on responsibilities for things that I wanted, I wanted, I chose, I it then came to the fore that I wasn't valuing myself in that because it's such a tricky balance when there's a lot of... Um, kind of it was inbuilt pressure really to be a good mother and to be there for my children that, that archetypal self-sacrificial mother so when I had the third child there were no gaps left there were just no gaps left so what I had was a hesitancy to put anyone else out to to um claim any time in the schedule for me it was all everyone else's needs came first so that was that took up all my time and that's where I got burnt out trying to fit my business in the gaps and then me after that so I was after the business in that case yeah and then, or you know sometimes there'd be a bit of up and down with that and so that's been quite a learning that I would really like others to not go through the yeah. burnout illness stage because it's so common what I hear mothers speaking in particular mothers because that's who I'm speaking a lot with it may apply to fathers or parents or other people who don't have children as well if they've got a conflict going on between what they want and their responsibilities in other areas it may be caring for other elderly parents for example um and it often happens to caring people who are caring and want to support other people but they haven't somehow included themselves in that in a way that means you can carve out time because of what they're telling themselves it means and there can be again this conflict between that desire to help and then just life taking over mm. um and so I worked I've been working a lot on that and so what your question was about what would you advise for people that want to do that I would say take an audit of where you're at but not from a judgmental place it's more like you're just assessing like you would if you went to the cupboards and mm. said what food have I got in what food do I want in Where's you know which shops open? Where to go? You wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, oh no, I've got no food in the cupboard. What a terrible person I am! You'd be like, all right, we've run out of that. Let's go to mm. the shops. Yeah, and it's kind of that same way to look at your life and go, yeah, well, I've done that. I chose that for this reason. Now I've changed. I want to choose this over here, but I can't do it instantly. So it's taking me a time. I mean, there's things I've got like on my bucket list. <laughs> you're like, I've really not got to. Mm. But on the other hand, this year I. In, in the summer holidays, I did things that were important to me with sort of where we went, what we did on that, different holiday ideas within the context of what we had available, which was staying at my brother's house in, in that particular case. We were by the sea. We we did things we'd not done before in a small way. I um, carved out more time for myself to work than I'd ever done before. I did something really different in that way for me. Um getting a piano to learn that's something mm. that's a long-term project that's I can do in small bits mm. but still like so I have an idea of what my life will be like as I've in in a few years and that means that I get joy from the things that aren't as joyful as the final picture will be because I know what it's leading me yeah. towards yeah all steps and then 
and then I'm so I guess I'm bringing some of that into what I'm doing with my clients where like one of the things like you said is you have these plans and then you don't get to them or life takes over and you're like damn it I was gonna do this so I it's the same with you know I I know there are people that signed up to um, have the explore your own birth workbook some people did it straight away like like you did and got insights from it and others are like oh yeah I was gonna do that oh yeah life got in the way (laughs) so that's why I was like you know maybe maybe this is something that I can do like maybe people would like to have a walk you through it where I can help and guide you along the way because it's one of the things that has helped me so much is having that extra perspective of help and guidance in the parenting realm for example if you're at home with kids all day you can end up being in this kid world with one the conversation but two the arguments and the mediation the you know that kind of thing that can happen and then you get another adult perspective on that and you feel supported yeah just relax into that and suddenly your brain's available again your passion and life is available again and that's kind of what I'm really keen on at the moment is this when I look zoom out again into Mm -hmm. a bigger picture I'm like the world's got so much that it wants to come through at the moment so much change and people are jaded and exhausted to find that passion again and feel that they're making a difference um when the small scale and the big scale it's the same on your day-to-day business when you've got a full-time commitment in a job you don't like for example and children to look after and you actually have this dream thing over here and it feels unobtainable it's easy to get like oh, yeah. what's the point and the big picture is the same when we see crazy stuff going on politically we see it happening in wars we see this and we can just be like what can i do or, oh but yeah, for me again it comes back like to that one brick what you can do over time what you're contributing to with the energy you're doing now aligning with that that matters to you your priorities yeah. and whoever you get for support because i feel it's like a collaborative time to the, this the opposite of what we're seeing in in the political world really it's like collaborative time community collaboration and i would bring it back to kind of birth and biology i think we're all still influenced by darwin and survival of the fittest and all mm. this competition and it's me 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 and what i see with people who've had trauma very early in life there's that conflict again of I don't matter or I don't value so therefore I want more attention um I want it I want what I didn't have those needs met and there's this inner conflict around that and yes I want to be seen yeah I want to be seen because I wasn't I want to be heard because I wasn't I want to matter because I don't and inside there's that trauma that you're carrying the pain of that which can be shifted and people have got so when it's birth with early what tends to happen is people think I'm just like that it's just the way I am it's just the way things are which isn't a great start point for I can change (laughs) Um, and when you look at it from a perspective of collaboration like within systems so you might have the family system you might have um you might have like um like the, whatever your community system is and you're looking at collaboration it's like everyone's supporting everyone else to be greater and then with that kind of one brick it's like a community of bricks and we did one of them at a time but all of them were involved in that wall in the end I'm not mm. back to the one bricks and that's what yeah. it feels like currently um that we can build something much greater than we realize and I'm really keen on reconnecting people 
into um into that that really matters that really um that really powers them up fires them yeah. up and <laughs> and it's all about my yeah I, I I love what you're saying I think you're you know you're definitely onto onto something here because mm-hmm. empowering people to follow what they want to do and find their passion is and find what makes them buzz and tick yeah. and lights them up and all of that sort of thing is is of course you know the the path to fulfillment isn't it is feeling like you're doing something that you're you're really loving and and what really struck me from what you've been saying was that thing about people putting themselves last and I think a lot of people women especially you know even if they're out there doing some you know looks like they're fulfilling themselves in a you know in a big sort of busy career now yes some people obviously their career is their passion and and they are feeling fulfilled by that work but I think that there's, um, you know, there's a lot of overwhelm. You know, you can have the job, but then you've got the kids and you've got the home and you've got the husband or the partner or the wife or you've got the, um, you know, the parents. And there's like a, there's a, so many other things that you end up putting yourself last on the list. And it reminded me of the other day, my son, my youngest son called and he's like he's he's got he does about a million different things he's got about five different projects on the go all the time he's really sort of very entrepreneurial and but slightly chaotic and as you are at 23 and um he's like I'm just he called me up and I'm just feeling overwhelmed and and you know I don't know what to do first I've got so many things to do I just don't feel like I can do any of them because I just don't even know where to begin and um, and my husband gave him the best advice, which is, you know, segment these things into what is urgent, like what needs to be done, what's what's um, going to free up the most once you've completed it is going to free up enough time for you to do the other things in, you know, in your life. So basically writing a priority <coughs> list. And I think you can do that, you know, in physical terms, like with him, with just loads of different things that he's juggling. But I think it's really important to put yourself into that equation as well to see where you fit in this list of things. So when you write your list of priorities, what's like super urgent? What's super priority? What's going to can I achieve that's going to free up the most time so that I'm feeling less pressured? Um, You know, where do you personally fit on this list? You know, time for you to do the things you want to do to fulfill the dreams that where is where do you come in that in that list it's unlikely you're going to be in the urgent list but are you in the you know but where where do you fit in personally in that list I think that what you've yeah you've kind of sparked me into thinking that you're finding your importance within the rest of your life so, you know, yes, you've got, you know, the bathroom to clean and the kids to look after and the meals to cook and what have you. But like, where's where's you in this list of things? Invariably, we're, we put ourselves at the bottom. You know, I've got to wash my hair, like, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> I feel like well, it can wait because nothing bad's going to happen if I don't wash my hair. But actually, you feel a bit disgusting because, you know, yeah. your hair looks a bit grotty. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Putting it's yourself balance, as... the balance between letting some things go, yeah, as you can, and you can't get that done at the moment, and then um, putting yourself in to make sure certain things happen. Which again, like with the audit of it, like you said, making a list, which ones are really important that you really 
you really need to do no matter what and which ones can you let go giving yourself permission to let certain things if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with juvederm volbella xc or juvederm ultra xc do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's go. So I'm going to bring this right back to the beginning because I was, you know, obviously last time we talked about birth trauma and that was super interesting. But I, you know, back to where we started, which was the, the this use of MPA. Mm-hmm. So do you use MPA in your coaching, leadership, whatever, when you're, when you have a client, do you use yeah. MPA as a tool? Yeah. Is that one of your? Yeah, I use it in my life generally. Mm. Um, I often have programs on the go and I use it also with clients. So it's not something I'm doing for the people I don't use myself, which is, you know, yeah, I do yeah, yeah. use it. I do still use it because it's so quick and easy, but it's also profound. I, mm. I, I mean, I received a session yesterday, for example, and I, I we did some NPA in that, and I have a program where I'm focusing at the moment on the, on within my own life, and then with clients, I, I use it to support. I use it in combination with the compassion key. I use it in to help release traumatic patterns and awareness and and beliefs from you know from any age or from the child, and it's about feeling the alignment and the animation um so yeah I, I do use it I'm so listen Charlotte before before we go because I know we've both got deadlines in about 10 minutes so before we go I want you to just pray if you can and give people the MPA thing because whilst I did a podcast with Claire a while back um at the beginning of the year I'm this is something that I feel I use personally, mm-hmm. you know, even with in my chakra work and when I'm guiding people through chakra course um, and so on, I still use this because I feel like it's such a powerful way to shift, to shift your emotion, to shift your energy, to let things pass through. Mm-hmm. Um, so will you just give us a really quick um, a sort of pricey of what it is and and yeah and the the actual sort of words of it so that we I mean got... a description or do you want to demonstrate it like 
I mean, like I, if I, I could do what you, you could, we could do an NPA if you'd like, or I can describe it. I think describe it because it's a bit boring to listen to somebody. I think just describe it for now. And if people are interested, we can do a <laughs> demonstration okay. another time. Okay. I mean, it's a good time because um, I'm, I'm looking at doing, like I said, the walk through the explore your birth thing and Joel himself has got a, a weekend coming up with the harmony equation which is um a conflict resolution integrating different energies so then he's doing it with a fabulous 85 percent discount off and that's coming up in november so it's actually a really good time to talk about npa because there's stuff yeah. happening and if so, anybody's interested just uh, when you, when charlotte's talking about joel it's joel young so you can look him up if you just he's the founder, Google, yeah. Joel Young MPA. He's the he's the person who um, yeah. brought the MPA. Uh, I don't know. It's I can give you a link to him and to the Harmony Equation and to generally him because he gives away the process like we're talking about today. He gives away on a process sheet. I think you've linked to that before with me yeah. and Claire that because it's so simple, but there's an art form in learning how to use it well. Um, and it is just six lines which um, you use a word that, we, that you've picked that points to something that's going on for you. So it's like the words are a label, we call them cookie cutters in NPA language, that point to a body of consciousness that's hooked into you somehow, whether you're keeping stuff out or you need to let stuff in, there's something off in that. There's something that needs attention. And then you use that within a set of six lines that are about experiencing the energy of that in its fullness. And when you allow that to be willing to really experience that, which is one of the lines I'm willing to experience, it sounds almost too simple, like what, you name something and then you experience it, but it, essentially that's it. it is and with those words, it does some kind of extra magic yeah. and it shifts, it moves. And um, so, yeah, that, that's um there's just six lines of naming it and then opening into the energy of that and allowing yourself to experience it and seeing where you are from there Mm. yeah so I'll I'll put the six lines in the show notes of this episode Mm -hmm. so that anyone can find it but and also links to Joel Young and obviously of course to your all of your lovely stuff as well because (laughs) I've seen your website's looking really nice um but I just you know I'm really keen that so many you know more people find this extraordinary thing Mm -hmm. because you know if if you it's kind of when you're talking to uh you know if you're talking to a friend and you're just venting about how frustrated you are about your life about something and there's going to be a word or an expression that comes out when you're talking about it that that's your cookie cutter as they call it that's the thing that you're going to use (laughs) in this and and just, you know, either find an MPA practitioner to work with. But I, for one, if you, I always recommend it for people who kind of want, and it's not a quick fix because that seems denigrating to the power and the beauty and the simplicity of it. But I do, um, yeah, I do want to urge people to to look deeper into that. So, yeah. So listen, Charlotte, is there anything else that you want to chat about before we, before we head our separate ways? Because I know you're on a deadline. Um, I'm just distracted by my deadline asking me if I'll be okay and I'm like yeah I'm okay oh well listen um, let's no 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 we've got we can meet got again it. a million more times you know yeah. I could talk to you for ages and... 
ask your we ask your audience what what are the questions they put to us? <laughs> what do they really want to hear from me and you? But um, anything else I'd like to say? Um, I feel like it's a time for people to really choose what matters to them and make it happen. And whether that be they can just just decide to do that and it's okay. Not everybody necessarily needs therapy or support, but it's just that decision. Um, and it may not happen immediately, but it's in that decision that, okay, I want this and I'm going to make it happen. Because when you decide that you want something and you're going to make it happen, by default, you're making yourself matter. You're making yourself have enough value to do that. And then whatever needs to come to you to make that happen will start to show up. And it might be that you're like, shit, actually, I'm going to click on this NPA link and go on that. Go, you know, or I'm going to go and look at Charlotte's <laughs> workbook or I'm going to come and do some yoga with Roseanne. Whatever it might be, or it may just be something you're going to change your job or apply for a promotion, whatever it is. Yeah. It's going to come more obvious to you because when you've decided, made that commitment to yourself, it's not always an easy path, but it's certainly more rewarding than than not. Because one of the things that I'm keen on in my business is supporting people to not have regrets. Those mm -hmm. things that niggle at you where you're like, well, I knew I wanted that, but I was too scared or I didn't and I wish I had now. Mm -hmm. So it's like healing that, like, okay, we can't change that. But right now, what you're living now, you don't want to get 20 years down the line and go, well, again, I regret, you know, like <laughs> these things. It's like, it feels like a time of opportunity. Yeah. You know, if not now, when? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if the world is going to hell in a handbasket, we might as well go down fighting. <laughs> might as well get on Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Why not? Yeah. I totally and I don't actually think the world is going down in a hell in a handbasket. It just looks that way, feels that <laughs> yes. way at the moment. I mean, it really okay. does. If you look yeah. in a certain direction. And again, this is where I feel that we're called to. What do you want? Okay, the world's crazy shit. Yeah. I don't know, it might be a good description of where it's at right now but what do you want and can you make it you know I commit to making that happen and again and like an exploration with NPA for example can support you to understand experientially with the energy what matters within you about what you want to make happen so if you want to make a new job happen or whatever it's because you want to feel strong or free or powerful and and there's ways that shows up practically and when you align with that energy that really matters to you and what you really want to do make it happen and I think that's what the world's calling for because then it won't be all this other it's yeah. like a transition a larger transition period which is I think where my work comes in with I agree yeah yeah <laughs> I think I think what you're talking about is wonderful and really it's like finding that motivation to follow your passions to follow what's true for you to be your authentic self but to look yeah. after yourself as well and it can feel hard when you've had a tough time to even want to bother or even get out of bed and that's where support like whether it be from you from me from Joel support yeah. and again just just that can be hard that can be hard just even reaching out or admitting that there's a problem but when you do it opens something new it opens up a new pathway and to be supported through it I've been really enjoying having support and in the last years or two and asking for more of it actually it's beginning to feel joyful even if it still feels tough 
Yeah, that's what I want. I want people to be like when you have that support, you give the gift of someone supporting you, and with that collaboration feel when you're connected with other people on a project or on you know whatever that might be, whether it's a walk in the park with your friend or a big business idea, it's all scales that collaboration feel of community. I think a lot of people sometimes think, oh, I can't possibly ask them because it weighs so heavy on them. They think that it's this big, huge, but in fact, it it's only this big to somebody else. It's not a big deal for somebody else to just give you that support that's going to help you hugely. So yeah, I agree. Finding support is really important. So listen, thank you, Charlotte, for your time today. It's been amazing. And we will speak again very soon. Yeah, that's good fun. Thank you. so there you go thank you so much for joining me again for another chat i hope that you found it useful helpful in some way and um of course as i promised all the links to charlotte and to joel young and his extraordinary npa process are in the show notes as is my website and um you know i think what's really lovely is that when you start looking for support as Charlotte was talking about, you know, support is so important. When you start looking for support, the right support will always come up. It will always just poke its head up. I think this is a lovely place where we learn to trust the universe, that if you hear somebody or read something, um, that it's, it's there put in your way just to kind of spark a little something inside you to go, yeah, I could, I could, find a little bit of time to to do what it is that I love I could find some support that's going to help me that's going to assist me I mean I when I started the chakra way I had I did a whole big six-month container and excuse the beeping um to help me with my because I had no confidence in business so I I did a, a course it was amazing so support is everything look for the support where you need it because you know that it's there I'm here Charlotte's there Joel's there Claire Jackson's there there are amazing beautiful people out there so search out the support that works that resonates for you okay so take care have a beautiful day and I will see you soon bye bye Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 